Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are about to study Jeremiah, Yirmiyahu, chapter 28. We just learned in chapter 27 about the disagreement, the debate between Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, and the false prophets and the entire religious establishment, the, uh, the priestly leaders and the false prophets, all of whom were pushing the kings of Judah to rebel against Babylon and to reestablish the uh, independent sovereignty of the kingdom of Judah, while Yirmiyahu, our prophet, was in the name of God saying that, no, uh, this punishment is deserved. This, this is the punishment that God put against you because you refused to humble yourselves before God, because you refused to live moral lives, because you were corrupt, because you didn't treat people properly because you are dishonest and because of all of those things and you refuse to listen to the messages of the prophets and and improve your lives it was decreed upon you that you would be subservient to Nebuchadnezzar <coughs> excuse me to the king of Babylon and you deserve this and it is not time to rebel and it's not time to try to and if you try to rebel it's just going to make the destruction even worse and remember they didn't listen to Yirmiyahu the first time in the days of Yehoiakim and they didn't and and then Nebuchadnezzar took over and 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 exiled many of the leaders including the king and and he placed Sidkiyahu in as a vassal king um and then again, Tzidkiyahu, after several years being subservient to Nebuchadnezzar, Tzidkiyahu also went ahead and rebelled. Now, um, what we're, this chapter 28, what we're about to read, occurs during the time of Tzidkiyahu, uh, the last king of Yehuda, and during the time when he is considering rebelling against Nebuchadnezzar. At this time, he is still the... Um, he is still uh, a va vassal to, to, to Nebuchadnezzar, but he is uh, considering getting together all these other kings um, uh, uh, to ally with against Babylon and rebel. Tzidkiyahu was placed as a, a vassal to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar thought that Tzidkiyahu was, was going to be loyal to him, and he actually made him in charge of the other five kings that surrounded the uh, the kingdoms that surrounded Edom and Moab and, and Tzor and Sidon. So the kings of those other places that surround Israel, he, he made Tzidkiyahu there um, in charge of them. But eventually Tzidkiyahu was going to rebel. So let's start reading chapter 28. And we're going to be reading about a debate between two prophets, one real, one false. Um, and we'll see what the outcome of this debate is. It was during that year which occurred in the early days of the kingdom of Tzidkiah, the king of Yehuda, meaning the early days before he was um, uh, decided to lead a rebellion against Babylon. This occurred in the fourth year in the fifth month. Omar Eli Someone said to me, meaning me, me the uh, Jeremiah, uh, somebody said to me as follows, who, who was this? Someone, Hananya ben Azor Hanavi, this uh, 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 prophet, and that's in quotes, a uh, uh, false prophet, Hananya, the son of Azor, Asher mi Givon, that comes from the town of Givon, Bevei Sadunai, in the house of God, 
Remember, Jeremiah was a priest and served in the temple. So it was there where Hananiah met him and told Le'eneach on him, and he told me this in front of all the other priests, V'chalam, and in front of the entire gathered nation of people that were there at the temple, Lamar saying as follows. Um, and, he, and he addressed it to me. Jeremiah, because everybody knows what message Jeremiah was teaching. This is verse 2. So says God, the Lord of hosts, to the God of Israel. So Hananiah is here speaking in the name of God, and he is falsely speaking in the name of God. I have broken, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. In only two more years, I will return to this place. At Kol Klei Beit Adonai, all of the vessels of the Temple of God, Asher Lokach Nebuchadnezzar, which Nebuchadnezzar took when he first attacked. Um, remember, Nebuchadnezzar, the first time that the kingdom of Judah rebelled, Nebuchadnezzar attacked and took much, many of the temple vessels and treasures. Melech Babel, the king of Babylon, he took them out of this place, and he took them to Babylon. But in two years, I'm going to bring it all back. Ben Yehoiakim and the king Yehoiakim, the son of Yehoiakim, who was the king at the time of the first attack who was taken as a captive into uh, slavery, into, the, uh, into Babylon, he, Melch Yudah, will, uh, the king of Judah, will come, and all of the exiles of Judah that were, that were taken to Babylon, Ani, I, God, this is the false prophet saying, I, God, I will return him, the king, and all those people, and all the vessels, I'll bring them back to this place. No, Madunai, so says God, why? Because I am breaking the yoke of the king of Babylon. So, uh, we will rebel, we will win, we will beat Babylon, and everyone will come back, and everything will be hunky-dory. So Jeremiah, the prophet, said, El Hananiah Hanavi said to Hananiah the prophet as follows, He also addressed all of the priests that were there in the eyes of the entire nation that were standing in the house of God. By Yomer, Yirmiyah Hanavi. Jeremiah the prophet, the real prophet said, Amen, Amen, Kenya Adonai. I wish that this would be what that which God is going to do. It would be great if God would fulfill the words that you said, Asher Nibetha, that you have just prophesied about. To bring back all of the vessels of, the God, of God's house and the entire exile from Babylon back to this place. Ah, however, I wish it was true. However, this is verse 7, Shiman no hadabor hazeh, listen to this thing, Hashara no chidover that I am speaking to you directly. Uviyaz nechol and listen to what I'm telling this entire nation and everyone who's standing here listening. Hanevi'im asher hayu lefanai, all of the prophets that preceded me, the, all, the, all the prophets going all the way back, Ulufanecha, and the ones that preceded you, Min ha'olam, from forever, from all the days back in the early days of the kingdom. And they all prophesied El regarding all types of lands. They, the prophecies were not only directed at Israel, they were directed, their message directed to all the lands of the world. And regarding many, many kingdoms. And what their, what their message was, right? 
was that if we don't repent, if we don't improve our ways, if we don't humble ourselves before God, if we don't act honestly, if we don't act with empathy, if we don't act mercifully towards others, the result will be destruction. The result will be war. The result will be hunger and disease. However, that prophet who gets up and says, everything will be fine, don't worry, you don't have to do anything, it's all good, we can fight, we can do, everything is fine, everything is shalom, everything is peace. When those things happen, then then we will know that he's telling the truth. That God actually sent him. In other words, we'll see if that's really the case. And you really do, I'm telling you, and my message is consistent, Jeremiah says, consistent with the messages of all the prophets from time immemorial. Your message, your message that everything is all rosy and pink and great, when it happens, we'll see that if you're telling the truth. And remember in the last chapter we learned that God told Yirmiyahu to place a yoke around his neck to symbolize the acceptance of the yoke of the king of Babylon as punishment for the iniquities of the people. So Hanania went and, uh, uh, and, and he grabbed the mota, the yoke, or the, this like bar that it was a wooden bar, the Me'altzavar Yirmiyahanavi, that was around the neck of Jeremiah the prophet Vaishbareu. He took it off his neck and he broke it, he smashed it. And try to emphasize and show that we're going to smash this yoke. And Hananya then said, in the eyes of all the nations, saying as follows: So says God, in the same way that I'm breaking this yoke, this is the same way I'm going to break as all Nebuchadnezzar the yoke of the king Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. This is going to happen in two years. From the necks of all of the nations that Babylon is now um, uh, ruling over, I'm going to break that yoke. And Jeremiah the prophet went on his way, and in the crowd listened to this this um, this uh, dual uh, dueling prophecies. The one of Yirmiyahu, the one that required of them humility, that required of the people to accept that they're being punished, versus Hananiah, who just simply wants to tell the people, no, everything is fine, we can fight, we can win, and everything is all good. By he, and then it was, this is verse 12, After this event that happened, The word of God to Jeremiah, after Hananiah went and broke the yoke from around Jeremiah's neck, from around his neck, God told him as follows, this is verse 13, I want you to go back to Hananiah and say as follows, Ko Amaradunai, so says God, Motot eight Shavarta, you managed to break a yoke that was made out of wood, Viasisa Tachtea and Motos Barzel, but because you're leading the people in the direction of a rebellion that's only going to bring about even worse dis- destruction, what's going to end up is you're going to bring a yoke of iron upon the people. You broke wood, it's going to be replaced with something even worse if you rebel. Again, Kicho Amar Adonai Tzvos, verse 14, Kaso says God, the Israel, the Lord of Israel, Ol Barzel Nasati Al Tzavar Kol It is a yoke made out of iron that I have placed on the necks of all of these nations. That because they all were supposed to have learned the lessons that my prophets were trying to teach. The emphasis we've said many times, Jeremiah's message of 
of of of honesty and 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 mercy and kindness and 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 it was a message to all of the nations they none of them learned it and therefore i decreed that they will all be subservient to they will all have to be subservient to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of babylon they will all have to serve him and even and I even gave into his hands the animals of the field. This is the second time we had in chapter 27 also where God mentions that, that the animals of the field are going to be under the dominion of the king, king of Babylon. What exactly does this mean? That, um, uh, that, that the animals of the field are under his dominion. I, I, Rashi... Um, Brings a, a, a tradition, uh, you know, Nebuchadnezzar riding on a wild animal, which is one way of understanding it. Personally, I think that that I would explain this in one of two ways. Either, either it's simply an expression, an expression of grandeur, an expression of power and greatness, that he will rule over everything, even the animals of the field. Uh, that it might have been a way that people spoke back then, and God therefore conveyed the message that way. But I also think that we've seen many times in the imagery, we've seen this in Isaiah a lot, and we've seen it in a lot of the other prophets, that when there's destruction, when cities are falling apart, uh, when there's war, when there's destruction, when there's instability, is a better, actually a better word to use, that the animals of the field, the wild animals, tend to take over those places, the ruins of the places where people used to live. And when... Nebuchadnezzar is establishing Babylon and is esta- and and building a society. We know Babylon was famous for its 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 grand buildings and 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 the the civilization of Babylon. That that when when someone has a powerful kingdom and it's built up, that is a way of taming the wildness of nature. The wildness of nature, this is an imagery that we've seen many times in, in the prophets, that when things are not built up and they're destroyed, the animals take over. But when things are built up and they're strong, that the animals are confined to the wild spaces and the, and the human beings have their building. So I think that over here, when God is saying that Nebuchadnezzar is strong and rules over the even the animals, I think it, it, it's trying to paint an image that he's going to have a powerful, strong, and built-up nation of of Babylon that's going to rule over everything. So then, after hearing this message from God, went, this is verse 15, he went and he brought this message to Hananiah, the false prophet, and he said as follows, Shema no Hananiah, listen up, Hananiah. I know that God did not send you with that message. And that you have been making promises to this nation regarding falsehoods and, and lies. Therefore, so says God, I am going to send you off the face of the earth, Hananya. This year you are going to die because you have spoken in God's name and you have spoken falsely in God's name and you have asked people to rebel against what I know is the will of God. And sure enough, the prophet then did die during that year, only two months later in the seventh month of the year. So this concludes the 
debate between Jeremiah and Hananiah. Clearly, Jeremiah won in the sense that Hananiah was proven to be a false prophet. However, um, he did not win in the sense that the people still did not listen to the message. And we will have more um, uh, adventures regarding this debate between Jeremiah and the false religious leaders in the next chapter. Thank you so much for studying chapter 28 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 29 together as well.